You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to another episode of Ship Talking, 97.9 The Hill Show, where we talk about dating and relationships and connections and all that fun stuff. I'm your host, Sharon Levine, joined by a much-anticipated guest for today. I have with me WCHL's own Art Chansky, host of Sports Notebook and author of 10 books, right? 10? On UNC and ACC basketball, he has been covering basketball in the UNC-Duke rivalry for over 30 years. At least. (laughs) At least 30. Mm -hmm. And is someone who many people at the studio has told me I need to get on the show. Um, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. It's nice to be here. Um, Art, so full disclosure, I'm a little nervous because... I can't talk sports. I'm not a sports person at all. Um, I get really nervous when people actually find out, find out I'm a Tar Heel and like try to talk to me about sports. <laughs> um, so I would be very nervous coming on uh, your show. Not that I would be on your show well, for any reasons. But full, full disclosure, I'm glad we're not talking sports. Okay, good. It's, it's a break I, for you. That's what I do all the time anyway. So. Okay, good. Um, well, how do you feel coming on a relationship dating-based show? How does that feel for you? Well, I, I think I may have aged out, uh, but I do have a good history. Um, don't have a great history personally uh, because I've been uh, married twice. I've uh, been in a number of different relationships during my single years before the marriage, between the marriages. Uh, but I do have a really good record of fixing people up. Yes. So this was the, this was the little known fact about you that, mm-hmm. that I've recently heard. Tell me about your matchmaking history. Well, it's gone back quite a while. Uh, I fixed up my best friend from high school with my best friend from Carolina when I was here, and uh, they were both living in the Washington, D.C. area. I was covering games up there, and Every time I called her up, her name was Sharla, and every time I called her up, she was always busy. But this one time, uh, she wasn't. And I said, well, we're meeting at a bar at Georgetown. Why don't you come down? And I was staying with my best friend from high school. And it was around an NCAA basketball game, so there were a lot of people. There was a lot of excitement. I didn't really even notice that Steve and Sharla had, you know, spent uh, quite a bit of time talking to, it, to each other that night. And then... Uh, I guess I knew that he was seeing her a little bit, but a couple of months later, he he called me up and said, you've been asking me to come to Chapel Hill. I'm, I'm going to come to Chapel Hill. So um, I was uh, married at the time, and um, my wife was kind of um, involved in this little plot. So I was working <laughs> for the newspaper, and when she called me, I told her to call me when Steve arrives. And when I... She did, and when I arrived home, it was Steve and Charlotte. Uh-huh. They were making a trip together, and they were on the way to Greensboro to see Charlotte's mother, and that's a big step, of course, in relationships. Wait, did you know that they were together at that point, or were I, they? I didn't. Okay. I thought Steve was coming to visit me oh, you know, all, all by himself, uh, which when I think about it, I was wondering why would he do that anyway, because he had never done that before, unless it was kind of a group thing. So, But anyway, uh, so that that's one of my... Uh, favorite ones because uh, both of them were married once and the marriage didn't work and they have a wonderful marriage now with four fantastic kids. Oh, that's uh, awesome. They live in Washington, D.C. And, and we're still very good friends. 
Um, I have another one, my buddy Eddie Fogler, who I was in partnership. Do you know that I started Four Corners Restaurant, down the bar downtown? No, you did it. Yeah, That's I, awesome. I started it back in 1980. Uh, my partner was Eddie Fogler, who was an assistant on Coach Dean Smith's staff at the time. And uh, we thought that Chapel Hill needed a sports bar and liquor by the drink had just passed in North Carolina. So we started it. And one of the first people that, that we hired was um, a student named Robin Sowell. And she became the hostess at Four Corners. And Eddie would stop in after practice every day. And I said, you really have to meet this, our new hostess, Robin. And to make a pretty long story short, they're married and have two wonderful kids. And... Um, the third one that I, I'll mention is uh, Lee Pace, is a longtime friend of mine, journal, journalism buddy. Uh, we worked together at Four Corners Press, which is a publishing company that I started from the back of my car that was parked behind Four Corners Restaurant. No way. That's why I was called Four Corners Press. Uh, but Lee's very talented, and uh, I was working at the time, uh, also doing some work for the Village Companies, which is uh, the, the precursor to Vilcom. And uh, Sue was a graphics artist, and Lee was looking for someone to date, and I thought they'd make a good match, and they got married. And I missed the wedding because I was in London at the time, but uh, they've gone on to have a terrific relationship. But the most famous, I think, the one that the people, it's not famous in terms of all the people knowing about it, but it's its of notoriety. I fixed up Mac Brown and his wife, Sally, hey. back in 1992 uh, when Mac was the football coach at Carolina for the first time. And Sally was a very successful developer in Chapel Hill. She developed some of the really iconic neighborhoods like Chesley and and the Reserve and, and just uh, was really bright, beautiful uh, California girl. Her name of her company was Marin Properties from Marin County in mm-hmm. California. And Mac and I were friends uh, since he had become the head coach. And he and his first wife had split up, I'd say, about a year before that. Um, not sure why, but Mac was at the point where uh, he he wanted to talk about it. But when you're a football coach or when you're a big CEO of a company and all that, and you've got a, a personal situation like that, you probably don't want to lay it on right. the people you who work for you. Yeah, you, know, you got to be careful who yeah, you talk to. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to share too much or you don't want to show weakness or anything like that. So I didn't have any relationship, uh, formal relationship with Mac. So he would call me up and say, uh, what are you doing? I'd say, nothing, coach. <laughs> he said, well, I'm down here at the training table. I got about an hour before we resume practice. Why don't you come over and we'll chat a little bit? So I, I did that three or four times and it was Mac talking and it was a typical, you know, I'd been in a lot of relationships um, that ebbed and flowed and it was a time where everybody needed to talk about things and he just needed to talk about it and I just listened. And after about three or four times, I thought to myself, this guy, he needs someone to talk to better than me, right? <laughs> and I said, so who is the best listener that I know? And I knew Sally, her name was Sally Jesse, and of course she was very well known in town as a developer. Uh, and we shared uh, an office suite up in the suite above what used to be Ham's Restaurant. Now I think it's Mellow Mushroom. And so um, I had this idea, and I went to Sally, and I said, Sally, um, how'd you like to go on a blind date with Mac Brown? And guess what she said? What? Who's Mac Brown? 
<laughs> so she's a me. She's a, I can't talk about sports exactly. person. Yeah. And I said, well, he's a head football coach at Carolina. She said, I, I don't know anything about football. I've never been to a football game. I'm not going out on a blind date with a football coach. And I said, well, this is not a skull session or a strategy session. You're not going to talk about football. <laughs> this guy, is, he's, uh, he, he's a wonderful guy, and uh, he's been through... Uh, some tough times, and uh, he just needs someone to talk to who's a good listener, and you're the best listener that I know. And she said, I'm not doing that. So I had to go into my office and get the Carolina football program with Mac Brown's picture in it. And, you know, he was uh, still very handsome, but back then he was about 40 years old, very handsome, jet black hair. <laughs> so I brought the picture in. I said, this is Mac Brown. And she kind of looked at it and said, no, I don't think so. So anyway, she said yes, yeah, she said no. And then finally I said, look, let's just do it one time and, we'll see what happens. you know, we'll have a dinner together. It'll be fun. And so um, <clears throat> she agreed and then she canceled and she agreed again. And, and I called Mac and said, OK, I'd like you to meet this woman. Uh, we want to meet Aurora at uh, when the restaurant was at Carmel back then. This is years before Sharon Levine. <laughs> but um, we were going to meet there at, I think, seven o'clock or seven thirty, and so i went there with the girl i was dating uh, at the time and we sat down next to each other facing the door and sally sat across from us with her back to the door and then about the time that mac was supposed to come in he he walked in and i said oh he's here and you could see sally got a little nervous because she was meeting somebody the first time and i said don't worry about it it'll take him 10 minutes to work the room as he comes around the room saying hello to everybody because he was the football coach at carolina i'm going to stop you right there can we come back to this in absolutely just a few moments? All for right. the dramatic conclusion it's a great place to pause <laughs> work in the room <laughs> thank you so much for listening to ship talking on 97.9 the hill we will be back to hear more about the story Bye-bye. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, joined by Art Chansky, host of Sports Notebook, author of lots, lots of books. Uh, he has been chatting with us not about sports, but about his little-known matchmaking hobby. He has been talking about uh, one of his most notable matchmakes. Is that how you say it? Matchmakes? Uh, Mac and Sally Brown. So you were you were telling us the story. Uh, Mac has just walked in and is kind of working the restaurant. Sally sees him from a distance and is feeling a little nervous. Okay. Take it from there. And so I said, it'll take him a while. He's got to work the room. So about 10 minutes later, he came over and he said hello to, to us. And then he stuck out his right hand and he reached down and looked at Sally and said, Ha, I'm Mac. <laughs> And she shook his hand, and, you know, there's a lot of hyperbole in the media and the radio these right. days and all that, but let me tell you, this is the truth. That was it. it really? Was, we, weren't, we weren't on the other side of the table even there for the rest of the night. They hit it off and had were never apart from that moment on. And it was really unusual because Mac was doing most of the talking, as he does, and Sally was nodding and all that, but... So 
Later on, I, I said, uh, what was the connection if you didn't know anything about football and never been to a game? And she said, well, as it turned out, she was involved in the Sonia Haynes Black Cultural Center uh, fundra- oh, wow. fundraising and and, uh, and getting it started. And there was going to be a protest that weekend when NC State was playing Carolina football here. And there was some African-American leaders who were coming to town. And, and the rumor was it that they were going to ask some of the black players on the Carolina team and maybe the NC State team to boycott the game, which is fairly standard for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for uh, that kind of a protest. And because Sally is, uh, she said, I didn't, I didn't know anything about football, but give me a good racial injustice story and I'm all over it. Oh, wow. And so she ended up being able to advise Mac on how to handle it when they approached him and some of the, some of the players on his team. And that was their connection immediately. And from that point on, she started going to football games and learned a lot about football. And they have become uh, the number one coaching couple in America um, in terms of uh, how, how much in love they are, but how much they work as a team and a, and a, and a partnership because uh, football is a big sport. There are a lot of kids on the team. There are hundreds of kids you recruit, and you really do need a partner who can help you right. learn uh, the ins and outs about these recruits and the parents and the and the, the personal stuff about the kids. So the, the goal is to help the kids who play football become men, young men, and then grown men. And then Mac has an expression that says it's not a four-year commitment to Carolina. It's a 40-year commitment. Oh, wow. And so Sally's fantastic at that. And she was great at helping him memorize the names of parents when they were headed for a recruiting function. And Max, uh, when he talks, uh, most of the time he will mention Sally very early in one one of his answers or comments. And from that point on, it's always a pronoun. It's always we or us. And so he talks about it that way. And, of course, since he left Carolina, he went to Texas. He won Mm -hmm. a national championship. He's in the uh, Football Hall of Fame. And he's now the, the coach. He's come back to Carolina. Thank goodness we have him back. He's the uh, active coach with the most wins right now. So he is uh, – back then he was a good up-and-coming coach. Now he's a, he's a iconic Hall of Famer, and Sally's been his partner all the way through. And uh, I used to kid him when they were – they were here five years before he took the Texas job, and I said, "You know, Mac, you're the only Division One coach in America whose wife makes more money than you do." <laughs> and he said, "I know that." But then when they went to Texas, you know, they opened up the the checkbook, and uh, that wasn't the case after that. But uh, <laughs> they've become a fantastic couple. They're involved in tremendous charities. Uh, he's still in Austin. Um, they're behind UNC Children's Hospital here. Been a big way. Uh, we are so lucky to have them. Uh, back in Chapel Hill. And, you know, you could say what would have happened if Sally had said no and refused to go in the date. I, I don't know. You, well, she did say no a number of times. It's so. it. But it was my great salesmanship yeah, 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 that yeah. got her there the first time. But, I mean, you know, it's like any other relationship. It's a point in time. Two people happen to be in the same place at the right. same time. They run into each other. If one person had been five minutes later, they didn't. They didn't. And so it's one of those things. If, you, if you're a spiritual, religious person, you believe that it was ordained and it right. was supposed to happen that way. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I just think it was a great coincidence and, and it was uh, a need that needed to be met at that time. Uh, Mac needed someone to talk to. Sally was a great listener and they did have tremendous things in common besides football. 
So that's the story. And a number of the people you just spoke of had been married before and were, you know, you introduced them when they were on their second marriage. Or do you make, what do you make of that? Well, I think it's some, it, most of the time you hear that it's difficult. But in the Browns' case, uh, Sally had two young sons. Mac had two young daughters. So it became one of the great blended families in the world yeah. in the story. And Sally became an instant mother to two young ladies. And Mac became a, a stepfather to two great kids. And, and they're all very close now. And when you see their Christmas cards or the Thanksgiving cards, you know, there's, there's, a, there's like nine grandchildren, I think, now. Really? So, so they're all over the place. But it's it's really, it's a, it's a wonderful story. Um, and I'm just happy to have been a part of it. What was the restaurant you said they met at? Uh, it's called Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. It used to be down... Um, uh, at the corner of uh, 54 and Finley Golf Course Road, but then it moved to uh, Carmel Mall, and that was the, where they met. Any any potential matches you you have in the works? No, you know I'm always working it a little bit, you know, to see. Uh, I think people who want to be in relationships they they belong together, and uh, if you're in a good relationship, it's enhancing uh, to your life Absolutely. and. Um, uh, so, you know, I think a lot of single people um, do want to be in relationships, but maybe they've given up on trying or they haven't met the right match and all that. So uh, some of my friends, most of my friends are happily married and uh, I don't have that many. But if, if, if yeah, every once in a while uh, someone says that they're looking for him or her, since we're talking in pronouns these days. Yeah. Uh, so... I, you know, I'm winding down that 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 uh, business element of my life, but uh, who knows? It might happen again. And how long have you been in your current marriage for? Uh, I have been married for what year is it? Almost twenty years. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Would would you say an interest in sports is important to you in a significant other? Yeah, I mean, in in Chapel Hill, if you're a Carolina graduate, um, you have um, a common denominator there with the university. There are a lot of people here who don't really even know that the Tar Heels are playing when they're playing, but mm -hmm. the majority of them do. But my wife and I, you know, we have an unusual relationship. She spends a lot of her time in Burlington because that's where her her family homestead was. And she's lost a sister and a dad in the last few years. And she kind of spends a lot of time taking care of the family homestead. So uh, what I found, Sharon, is that relationships can work in all many, many different ways. Uh, it just depends on what people want to make of them and, and how they're going to get through them because... Being in a relationship and being married is not easy. Uh, it's certainly not easy to be married to me. I can guarantee <laughs> that. <laughs> so uh, it takes work, but if you find the right people, find the right match, like the list I have right here, uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, as people say. All right, we're going to take a break. Thanks so much for listening to Ship Talking on ninety seven nine. We'll be right back in a few minutes. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. 
Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I'm your host, Sharon Levine, joined by Art Chansky, telling us about his matchmaking services. Can I call it a service, maybe? Uh, Art, what's the difference between traditional like Indian matchmaking or Jewish matchmaking and Art Chansky matchmaking? Well, I think the ones that come inside some kind of a family or religious or spiritual structure, uh, it's like I was just watching uh, Coming to America, the yeah. one, the first movie, of course, when they were trying to fix uh, 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 I can't remember Eddie's name in the movie, but the chief was trying to fix up uh, his son with with a, a maid marriage. And, of course, it didn't work. He wanted to go to America and find a bride for mm-hmm. himself. And I think that works better than some ritual uh, because uh, love and marriages are about sparks, about natural sparks that happen. Uh, between people who have things in common, even though, like Mac and Sally Brown, they maybe didn't know they had everything in common, mm-hmm. but they but they sure ended up uh, that way. So I think if 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 parents or institutions let it happen more on their own rather than forcing it, um, I mean, when I was growing up in my family, my aunts and grandparents and grandmother were always when we were kids. Well, well, who do you who who do you know? You seeing anybody? You know all that kind of stuff. So they were very anxious to have that to have that happen. And in most cases, uh, when it did happen, it happened without their influence. It yeah. happened naturally because we were getting into an era where kids were. Uh, out of the home more, they were freer, they were traveling, they were away at school, and they had a chance to meet people. And I think that's the best way for it to happen. But there's a lot of societies or a lot of um, groups, sects, religions, whatever you want to call it, that force that upon their kids, and I don't think it works. So the Jewish bubby should take a step back. Right. (laughs) Jewish bubby should definitely take a step back. (laughs) All right. Any any lasting advice or words of wisdom maybe for uh, – we have a lot of guests on this show who are just kind of like downtrodden by dating, like just discouraged, um, single, worried about the idea of always being single. I don't know. Any words yeah, of advice? Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see how that, that happens. Um, what I – I'm a journalist, so it's very, comes very natural for me to be curious and to ask questions. And when I peep at, meet people, I like to ask questions a lot. And I like to get people talking about themselves and not talking. I don't want to talk about myself. Uh, I'll answer questions about myself. But I'm really, when I meet people, I'm curious. And I think that's the best way for people to connect uh, when each one of them is interested in the other more than they're interested yeah. in themselves. And and it's also, you can find out pretty quickly whether the person and you have anything in common. Dude, I'm so happy to be in a strong relationship right now, but I was dating for a long time and people are not good at that. People really struggle with the idea of just being genuinely curious mm. and asking questions. So it's a skill. Yeah. Um, but why not? I mean, yeah. even if even if it, it doesn't reveal any answers that you're interested in, think of how much you learn about somebody else. Yeah. You might you might learn something that has great significance, not in forming a relationship, but great significance in your life and that person's life too. So that's a, from years of wisdom and experience, Sharon. I love it. I love it. Years Noted. I'm writing it all down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us. This was super fun. All right, I appreciate thank you it. for having me.
All right. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. If you haven't already, find us on Apple Podcasts. Hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review and a comment, if so inclined. And that's it for this week. We'll catch you next week on Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. Sure,